as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the As Bold as Lions podcast. This is your host, Derek, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Corey. And uh, we are just excited to dive into another uh, topic or another um, subtopic, I guess, of this greater topic of walking the path, which is just talking about uh, singleness and dating and everything leading up to marriage right before you say, I do, just getting prepared for, for that moment. And, and really, that's an important moment, but there's a lot to prepare for beyond right. that. So, right. Yes. right. So we, um, and I'm sorry in advance if our voices sound a little hoarse or we're not under the weather, but it's I'd say allergy season. <laughs> allergy season is coming on strong in Tennessee. Everything is blooming and it seems to hit us every year mm-hmm. around this time of year with just all the pollen and, and things. You go out to your car and your your car is just covered in, in stuff. <laughs> and so you're imagining like how much of that am I breathing in? And mm-hmm. so we're we're a little congested. Maybe it'll Add a little definition to our voices tonight or something, but we'll see. <laughs> so we um, just hope that wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, um, God is speaking to you through these podcasts. Um, and specifically, we want to pour into those who are dating um, or engaged or in the process of getting married. Um, really, this is an important time. Yes. And these are these are decisions that affect the rest of your life. Right. No pressure, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh. No pressure. No. <laughs> Don't get this wrong. No. <laughs> um, but seriously, you know, the choices that you make in this time are important. Um, and the, the decisions should be weighed heavily. Um, God's word is, is of course, a, a great measuring stick for guidance. Who yes. should you marry? Right. Uh, where should you be looking for a spouse? And how do I know if he or she is the right one? Kind of that aha moment, like, yes, this is who I'm meant, meant to be with for the rest of my life. So, um, so because the, the, the topic of dating itself is, is kind of a larger bite, uh, to, <laughs> to take it all at once. Um, and this kind of mirrors a blog that I do, uh, on my website, DerekCharlesJohnson.com. So you can kind of go between here and there and, in in everything's is kind of covered, but, um, I take two weeks there to, to talk about this, this topic of dating. So we're doing that on the podcast as well. And so, um, so we'll start with, uh, five points this week or this episode and then five, the next episode. And these are kind of rapid fire, um, points about dating, uh, from a Christian perspective. So I think we're ready. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, Number one, in terms of dating, don't be known as a player or a flirt. And I don't know if that's still the the terminology today, yeah, but we're getting old. So we're getting that old. Might not be. We should have asked our kids ahead of time, right? What the what the new correct? I think players are. players still uh, 
Yeah. Like, oh, he's such a, that seems to be like guys are more players and girls are more flirts, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, I think for some reason, you know, we think that flirting is a necessary part of the whole dating process. Like, kind of right. got to. Well, I mean, that's what you see in culture. Yes. You see a lot of that in culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's really just a way for a person often to just kind of get attention, not yeah. necessarily even like interested in a certain person, right. but if I can get their attention and kind of be like, I, I tend to think a lot of people who flirt a lot are just have a low self-esteem in some yes. regards. They I just need that. To fill that. Yeah. Make them feel. Feel good like, about themselves. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I can. I can wow you. I can amaze mm-hmm. you. I can. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you think I'm? I'd agree with that. Yeah. So, but I think as Christians, we have to avoid being known as the flirt or the player. That's kind of not really shouldn't really be our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I can think of times growing up in different Christian circles, church, or we were both involved in campus ministry, and you can yep. think of. Certain people that yep, oh that she was the, the flirty one, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So and um and I just you know I guess my whole thing is that we serve a God who doesn't toy with us or play with our emotions, right? In that we need to treat each other the same way, yeah. especially as we think about dating and just what our intentions are with with somebody else. You right. don't want to lead somebody on or right, exactly, you know, emotionally, um, just mess with them. So yeah. yeah. I okay. Agree. Okay. Good. Number two, um, don't feel like you have to get through quote unquote X number of dates right. to find the right one. Yes. There's no magic formula. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, I, if I date five people, then I'll be that closer then, to then marriage. Mm-hmm. You may, mm-hmm. you may not be that closer. You may be further away from <laughs> figuring it out. So slow down, let God kind of direct the process. Right. Um, Would you read that verse from uh, Galatians there? So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Okay. So what does that verse have to do with this? Well, I think our our identity is sometimes in being in a relationship where we're dating someone and we're thinking about, I'm I'm important now because I'm 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 his or her. Yeah. You know, that's where, and really this verse is like, you know, you are a child of God. Through faith, through, yeah. through Christ, right, and that's that's really your identity. It doesn't really matter if you're with this person or that person, or always got to be dating somebody to to kind of fill that right. void or whatever. So, and that's your identity always, even yeah. after you're married, right? It's always you know? your identity, right? Yes, I think that sometimes is a missing piece. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you always look for something to, I don't know, latch yourself onto. Mm-hmm. As your identity, right? But your identity is always a child of God, right? That never changes. And we can we can spend it in our dating years, kind of thinking that's my identity. And then you get married, and you're you're still looking for something else. You right. know, it's like if you're if you're fulfilled as a child of God, then you're right. Well, it's like your identity is like, oh, I'm Derek's wife. Yeah. Or then once you have kids, oh, my identity is I'm a mom. Right. You know, but yeah. I mean, that's a, a piece, but it's not my identity. Yeah, it's not just, that's all you are. And that's, right. Right. Yeah, the most important part. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
So God gives us our identity. That is enough. Um, and finally, just to wait for his best on that yes, whole point. So don't definitely. just plow through date after date after date. Right. Kind of a revolving door. You know, again, that's culture. Like, yes. think of a, any, any uh, sitcom, Seinfeld. Jerry had a new girlfriend every, every episode. episode. Like, yeah. you couldn't True. even keep track. So anyway, tangent there. Um, <clears throat> date knowing, number three, date knowing that this person might not be the person you marry, so treat them with respect. Exactly. So, because you might not be dating your future wife, but you are dating someone else's future yes, wife. Yes. Thank you for that. That's that's a very profound statement, and we all heard that growing up. And I think it's true. Like You have to realize whether or not this is my spouse, it will be somebody's spouse someday, and I need right. to value that. You know, They right. will thank me for how I treated her. Right. Um, if you're a girl, for how you treated him. Mm-hmm. You know, before they got to the person that they eventually married, and and um, when we when we date just to date, kind of just this concept that we're we're just dating because we have to keep kind of going through so many to to get to the right one. It mm-hmm. just kind of um, ignores the possibility that each person is is marriage potential. You know, really kind of right. And I'd say, if you're in that place, you're, you, it's good to just pull back and be like, maybe, maybe I need to just take a break from dating for a while, yeah. because I'm not ready to be married, or, you know, I'm, I'm just in a position where I'm not thinking about life in that, in that regard right now. Mm-hmm. So to date is kind of meaningless because I'm not going to be really right. thinking that uh, that seriously about it. Right. And not wanting to make a commitment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other person you're dating may be thinking that way, right. like, where's this going? And, yeah. and so, yeah, take that into consideration. Um, well, it goes back to like point number one, right? You know, you don't toy with people's emotions. Right. And toy with your emotions. Yep. Exactly. That's, and I think that's really a, a key thing when we're, a mature thing it's a mature thing yeah yep sometimes the best thing you could do is maybe not to date or to end a relationship that's just not really mm-hmm. going anywhere or it's not pleasing to god or whatever right. um kind of segueing into our next point and you know we're going to get into a little bit of uncomfortable stuff and i think that's just things that we have to have to <laughs> admit comes with the territory mm-hmm. um but point number four sexual intimacy outside of the bounds of marriage is sin so, First uh, Corinthians six eighteen. Would you read that? Flee from sexual immorality. All other sin a person commits outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Yeah. So there's a pretty clear statement there in the Bible about um, sexual sin. Um, and biblically speaking, I think we can we can say you know God's design for marriage is one man, one woman. For life, that's kind of like his his standard that he's always had. You know, I know you can look at the Bible and you can find different things. You can find, you know, whatever right. you can find divorce in the Bible. King David you, had a bunch of wives. You can find polygamy in the Bible. You can find all this stuff. But um, I think his best for us is when we are just united to, to one person for life. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, culture takes what is the best and, and goes its own way and basically mm-hmm. says, 
you know, this is what marriage looks like from a biblical standard. We're going to completely rewire it and <laughs> rework it to look like something um, totally different. Yeah. And so that's kind of the struggle that we're up against is that culture says, you know, go ahead and, and uh, have sex before marriage or mm-hmm. have sex and not even worry about marriage. Like just right. do it if it feels good. Right. Um, live together, you know, outside right. of the bounds of marriage. And um, we have to realize God's standard hasn't changed. Like it's, it's there, but it's there for a reason. It's right. for our good. It's for our benefit. Yeah. Um, a lot of things that we open ourselves up to by not keeping that standard, we, we find more hurt and brokenness in the long run. Right. Exactly. Yeah. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And his, his things are unchangeable. We've, mm-hmm. we've, we're in a culture now that everything just seems to be snowballing from day to day of what the norm is mm-hmm. and the norm in quotes because it's it's not normal anymore. It's right. you can close the Bible and you can read it and say this is this is what God designed, but you you then turn on the TV, you go to social media, you go to wherever, you know. There's a complete disregard for for that at all, right. and it's on purpose. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it's saying we it's, it doesn't have to be one man, one woman. It can be whatever you know, right. and so. um we can go down that rabbit trail, but <clears throat> enough to say God has a standard and, and we need to right. try to And to I keep think it. of that um, verse in Numbers that it's that says, you know, God is not as is not a man that he should change his mind. Right. Yep. Yep. So our final point for today um is just, you know, coming back to that idea is that God can forgive your sin. Right. To, to kind of wrap this up with saying, you know, not to end on, on a downer note, because, but to say that, um, you know, there's, there's the opportunity if you have messed up, if you have somehow compromised with God's standard of what marriage looks like, of what sexual intimacy looks like, of all that, right. um, that there's redemption and there's restoration. Right. Nothing's irredeemable. Mm-hmm. And Psalm 103, 12, would you read that, Corey? He has removed our sin as far as the east is from the west. Amen. 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 So, um, you know, very often within the church, there are broken men and women who have had a previous bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And that we we must realize God can forgive what has been broken. He can restore those lives. Um, not to look at yourself as tainted goods or... Mm-hmm. Uh, a throwaway person that God doesn't look at you that way. Right, he sees, exactly. um, when you come to Jesus, he sees the blood of Jesus covering you, covering your sin, covering your shame. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you need to see yourself that way as well. Talking, getting back to that identity thing where it's like, this is who you are now. Right. Um, so he can lead you back into purity and then to also find the right person that he has for you. Right. So sometimes that's a process. Sometimes that's, Counseling, sometimes that's talking to people, being um, just, you know, going through those steps with the Lord of just acknowledging your sin, but also accepting his forgiveness and not right. living in shame. And forgiving yourself. And forgiving yourself, yeah. And allowing him to kind of heal you and make you whole again and, and believing that there is that opportunity again to be restored. Right. So, um, you know, we just celebrated Easter. 
uh, not too long ago here. And I think this is a perfect place to stop for this week, that just talking about God's redemption, that he can heal our brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, inevitably, we experience brokenness even in our dating relationships because two sinners are always involved. Exactly. So <laughs> there's always going to be some level of of that in in the relationship mm-hmm. there's no there's no two perfect people that are together right exactly um but god is perfect yes amen and jesus took our sin upon himself on the cross and we can walk in freedom because he defeated sin and the grave and dating mm-hmm. relationships may be hard but if we trust him we can believe that he has a plan for our lives that is better than the one we could orchestrate by ourselves yes yeah so um just some final thoughts. Just wanted to thank you guys again for tuning in with us. And um, please consider, if you would, passing these episodes along to anyone in your life, um, in your kind of sphere of influence, your connections circle, um, who you think might benefit. It may not be you personally. And I've had people say, hey, I've shared this with my kids or I've shared this with whoever. Yeah. That's great. I know not everybody may be in this stage of life. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, we're not in this stage of life, but right. we have kids that are going to be coming into it. And um, I think it's something good for us to, to think about, but, um, and we're not perfect at all as we, no. as we talk about mm. these things. Um, but we know God had a plan in bringing Corey and uh, bringing us together. Uh, and uh, he has a plan as well for you as you contemplate the dating world. Yeah. So believe that God is in control and I will take us out with Ephesians five fifteen through 17. It says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.